What's going on, everyone? This is Alex Chateris here with another Knicks episode. And I just want to give you a quick rundown of what we're going to talk about today. We got to do a draft recap. Then we got to go over free agency. And that's really just much, that's really all we got to talk about, man, because we're in the thick of it for the NBA season. It's right around the corner. We're about a month away, which is crazy if you think about it. So we're going to talk, touch on all those topics. And John, what do we got for et cetera today? What's up, Alex? For et cetera today, we're going to move on to the league news, talk about uh, other teams and uh, how they're kind of shuffling the Eastern and Western Conference. Nice, nice. Yeah, there's been a lot of moves for other teams that I really want to get into some of those in the et cetera. Sweet. All right, Ricey, let's kick this thing off. Terrence here with another Knicks episode for the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, is my co-host, my buddy, my pal, the man with the plan, who's ready to get this team back on track, as always, because he wants to see the Mecca come back to life. John Malika, what's going on, my guy? Uh, what's up, Alex? Oh, it gets me hyped up for the Sunday intro right after a Jets loss. You, you, know, you, know, you know I need it more than anything. Uh, wow. Honestly, man, like we, we, we were just talking about this off the pod. What a week, man! What a what a roller coaster for the, for the Knicks, man! Like since like I feel like I haven't like stopped checking my phone or like slept since Wednesday. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's been uh, it's been up and down. There's been a lot of emotions between draft night and now free agency, and even going on to this moment. I got Twitter up and going just to make sure any Nick news coming in from either Shams, Woj. Hopefully you guys are following Nick's Film School and Nick's Fan TV because these guys are retweeting stuff and putting all that information out there. So yeah, man, I guess like I guess we just gotta get into this right now. Let's just get it off to the bat. Let's do let's do a quick recap of the draft and who we got. So with the eighth pick, we got Obi Toppin from Dayton. Uh, we got Emmanuel Quickly from UK University in Kentucky with the was it the twenty fifth pick, and then who didn't get drafted. Was it? 20th? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go I think it was the 23rd pick, but go ahead. Okay. And then with the, he wasn't even, he was supposed to go in the lottery, but wasn't even, or not even, not, the, not in the lottery, but in the draft, but he wasn't even drafted. Miles Powell from uh, Seton Hall. We got him, man. That's, 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 that's amazing. And, and John confirmed it was a 25th pick. So for Emmanuel quickly. So, dude, honestly, and I know, I know we got the Kentucky. With Emmanuel quickly, we got CAA for Obi Toppin and Miles Powell. And I just want to say this because it's really annoying the living crap out of me. If you are upset that we are getting players from Kentucky or CAA and they're signed with a CAA agent, let's just get this clear. CAA is a big organization. They sign a lot of people outside of athletes and entertainers. Okay. Issa Rae, if you love uh, Insecure, which is a great show, and I'm going to hype that up because it is a good show and you guys should start watching that. They they, they they get a lot of people. So guess what? Calm your fucking shit and relax. All right? CAA out there. We got connections. The whole point of bringing Leon Rose in and Kenny Payne and Johnny Bryan and Walt Perrin. Connections. Something that we didn't have with this front office before. Okay? We all didn't like Steve Mills. We all didn't like Scott Perry. That whole com the combination. More so Steve Mills because everyone who was upset with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving or whoever not coming here. That's where the connections work. People are supposed to know before for agency 
and, and trades are supposed to happen. And those guys couldn't do it. And you know what? We got guys who are in the know, who are well-connected, who can anticipate things happening and can feel out the market. That's what we need. That These are the type of moves. These are the type of guys that we need here. All right. So calm yourselves, relax. And if you're, if you're upset that we didn't choose Devin Vassell or Tyrese Halliburton because we had some CAA crony is what the, the terms I see out there. Guess what? Devin Vassell and Tyrese Halliburton are CAA clients. So calm yourself, calm yourself and relax. All right. I just got to get that off my chest because people are way too, way too into the weeds with like the CAA nonsense. And I, I can't, I can't take it, man. People are even doing their research out there and starting to complain that we're, we're, we're like the Illuminati over here. Oh my God. This is so great. You know, inject, inject New York Knicks season 2020 into my veins. If this is what we're going to be getting, the energy we're going to be getting just from <laughs> picking draft people and uh, Knicks Twitter. Oh uh, yeah, man, you're, you're you're absolutely right. And honestly, I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's people not knowing what bad to say about this draft. So the reason I was just confused on the Knicks, you know, what pick quickly was, is because we were wheeling and dealing so much uh, on the day. I even forgot like what numbers we had at that point towards the end. Like we, not only are we making these great trades on draft day. Ain't no stopping Obi Toppin drop to us. It makes no sense that he dropped to number eight. Literally no sense. Okay. Emmanuel quickly coming to us at the end there after we kind of traded up and waited for him. And the fact that he's a Kentucky guy, it was almost like, damn, why didn't other teams take him? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, th that's the mood around quickly. Okay. And then with Powell at the end as an unrestricted free agent, Everyone is upset that they're like, oh, the fix is in, the fix is in, he's from here, it's a local team, but like, yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that is literally the whole point of like saying we're big market, we're New York City, like we're the Mecca, now we have a front office that's competent who like have ties to other organizations. Like I know we're going to get into it, but like the jazz organizations and other players, we have Kentucky, we have CAA, like that's the whole point, to be able to pick and choose the best, you know, out of all of these different programs and organizations and being able to mold it into New York. Like, that is literally what New York as a whole is about. And, like, that's what we're trying to make New York City basketball about. Bro, you couldn't have said it any better. I, I like that's, that's just pinpoint accuracy right there. You're just speaking nothing but facts. And, like, I don't even understand. Like, people were upset with the Obi Toppin pick. Like, I get if you want Devin Vassell. Maybe he's, like, a safer option because he plays solid D, a wing. We need wing depth. Sure. Like, people are like, oh, he shoots 40% from three, and you're worried about Obi Toppin's offense. I mean, not offense, but defense. But really? We're going to complain about Obi Toppin, who was supposed to be in the top five of the draft? Dude is a National College Player of the Year, consensus first-team All-American, Carl Malone Award winner, Atlantic 10 player of the year. We're going to complain about that dropping to us at eight. Like, what do we all, to, what, what do you want? Like, honestly, as Knicks fans, what the hell do you want at this point? Like, can we just chill? Can we just be happy we got a good player who fell to eight? The, the, the Cavs were, it's either going to be the Cavs or us. And if the Cavs didn't select him, it was like, okay, that's us. And maybe the Hawks could have selected him because clearly they wanted a big man too. And that's a whole pick that's questionable of themselves within Atlanta. And we're going to try to dissect that in the et cetera portion. But really, like, what are we complaining about? Serious. I, I just I just don't get it, man. I really just don't get it. Why are people upset with Obi Toppin? We're about to get instant buckets 
from a dude who just scores. He's a highlight reel. He can shoot. He can stretch the floor. We were like, people were upset when we got KP because they didn't really understand his game. And now we like people don't even understand Obi's game. The dude used to play like point guard. He grew like massive inches like Anthony Davis when he got to college. You know, like high school or high school, forget around that area. And like he, he can handle the ball pretty well for a forward. He has a little bit of those point guard skills. He can shoot. He can dunk. You know, he's got size to him. Does he have to work on his defense? Is that his flaw? Absolutely. Maybe Tibbs can mask it. Maybe Mitchell Robinson will help him out there. You know, I have faith that Mitch is going to take another step this year. I, I saw steps from Mitch at the end of last season. So I, 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 can, I can see it coming, all right? I can see that coming. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I can see it going in that direction. But really, are we really just going to complain about OB Toppin because CAA, like that was, that's the line? That's lazy. Please. I don't want to hear anything more about that. Be happy we got a top dude that fell to us at eight. This is something that doesn't even happen for the Knicks usually, okay? Not even usually. And to even complain before the kid even steps on the court. Can we just be like normal people for a second? Like the kid's young. Like let him be excited to come back home. Like he's coming back home to play for his hometown team and he's a top player. Like relax, all right? Just relax. I'm happy about the pick. It, like I get that people have their their own personal like picks that they wanted at that place. Like, yes, I like... I like Kyra Lewis, and I wanted Kyra Lewis on the team. But am I going to be upset because we got Obi Toppin? Absolutely not. I'm happy we got Obi, Obi Toppin. Like, I just don't get the logic. I really just don't get the logic. I know, man. And and you're you're not even being a front runner here, right? Like, Obi Toppin literally won the Player of the Year award. Like, the Nate Smith Player of the Year award. Like, you're not being, like, a crazy Knicks fan. Like, quickly won SEC Player of the Year. Powell was the Big East Player of the Year. Like, these guys aren't scrubs. Like, they are actually, like, awarded <laughs> to be the best player of the whole season. So, like, we're not being uh, home runners. We're not just saying, oh, of course. Because, you know, anybody that, like, for the most part, anybody that Knicks draft, like, we're going to give them a chance anyway, and we're going to, you know, be excited about it. But we're not just, like you know talking smoke right here like this is like they've actually been rewarded for these things but i was gonna just touch on what you were saying about you know why everyone is so mad everyone would have been mad at literally any draft pick think about it if we had the number one pick and we took anthony edwards it would have been a problem if we had the number one pick and took Lamelo ball it would have been an issue if we had the number one pick and took wiseman oh my god like how can we skip on these guys why do we need another big man so like it literally does not matter so because there was no consensus, you know, in this draft, whether that's due to lack of combine, whether that's due to the lack of tournaments, um, and especially the big NCAA, you know, whatever it is, there was no consensus. So no matter what, people are just kind of, I don't know, they're, they're, they're like, they're just putting their, putting their, they're stipulating, right? Stipulating, I mean, in our language, they're stipulating for the courts, man. They want to be able to appeal it and say, I told you so. I told you Obi was going to be bad. You know what I mean? And that, that, that's, that's really all it is because they want to just come out and say, I told you Halliburton was going to be better and the Knicks are dumb. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Mitchell, right? But then when we go back to the Mitchell draft, nobody wanted Donovan Mitchell on the Knicks. Literally nobody. Everyone was like, no, don't draft him, don't draft him. All of a sudden, Donovan Mitchell starts to do well. Can you believe that the Knicks skipped on Donovan Mitchell? Da, 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 da. So that's what it is. They're just, they're just like stipulating for the court right now. That's, that's in my opinion. That's all it is. Nah, man, it's 100%. Like, that's, that's, that's just accurate. Like, no one's going to be happy in New York. Everyone has their pick. I get it. Everyone wants their person that they believe is going to be the best person because you believe that you're now creating this roster. Let me tell you something. We, we can't hype up this front office and this development staff and then say they make, like, everyone makes mistakes for sure. I get it. Like, 
Well, Perrin has had his flunks too when he was out in Utah. But you know what? The guy who's drafted six NBA All-Stars, I'm going to trust him to say that, you know, if he's going to agree with Leon Rose on this pick, he's going to agree with, like, I, I'm not going to complain. Like, you know, but I, enough with the Obi Toppin. You know, I'm happy we got Emmanuel quickly. We got a shooter on this team. Shot 42% from three. Dude, it looks like an instant, like not a, like close to being a flamethrower, like can shoot, can just shoot it out the gym. 92% from the free throw line and he gets their five attempts of the game, something that we were missing. He's got a nice floater because he likes to take it in. He still has to do a little development like on his handle and whatnot, but I'm happy about that about that pick. Miles Powell, that's the one I'm really interested about, okay? Seton Hall's Miles Powell, instant bucket getter, all right? Love the kid. The thing that concerns me the most is his on-ball defense because he gives the old James Harden OA, but... Dude, when that kid gets going, he scores. And the end, fun fact, he is best friends with Obi Toppin. So I'm ready for that connection. If if Miles Powell gets on the team, I'm ready for that connection. Oh, that's a that's a that's a nice little fun fact there at the end. They didn't know about their uh, relationship. That's kind of cool. Um, oh man, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I'm so damn excited about Miles Powell. We were screaming about him that we wanted to draft him in the second round. Once he fell to undrafted, we were literally like screaming how bad we needed the Knicks to get Miles Powell. Uh, because you see in Hall, like this, there's some local connections here. So I, we kind of like, I've kind of like heard about him. Like we're, I, I'm, I know he's great, like off the, off the court. Like I just, I'm, I'm really excited about Miles Powell. I know there is the defensive concern, but honestly, if he could be that, if he could be Jamal Crawford, you know what I'm saying? Like that six man off the bench that could just like come in, drop some buckets in the garden. A bucket in the garden is off the bench is especially as an undrafted rookie is just different. Like ask Alonzo Trier, right? Like he could he can he could score twelve points on three for ninety six, and then the next game we're chanting his name to get back in the game. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't matter. So uh, I I I am very excited for Powell, but again, let's temper expectations. I really want to. I'm really excited to see him in Westchester, man. I really think he's gonna drop absolute buckets in uh, in Westchester. Do you think that quickly and in, in uh, Toppin are gonna get some uh, ball in Westchester as well? I don't think Toppin. No, you're not gonna put Toppin in Westchester, and I don't think Quickly's going down to Westchester either. They're both first rounders. You know, Quickly offers his length. He is six three, but he has a six seven wingspan. That is instant defensive like need on this team. I can see him getting run with the second unit, probably like 15, 18 minutes a game starting off, coming on the second unit, get, trying to get him worked in as like a three point specialist, three and D type of guy. So that's why I see for Quickly Obi. Nah, he is that man starting. All right, he is he is starting. And this is I'm not saying he's getting major minutes. I'm just saying he's starting. You know, we. Yeah. Yeah, you know, let's just be careful because Tibbs likes to only play like eight guys. So if you're if you're if you're given if you're given quickly 15, 20 minutes and like you know Obi a start, that's a, like like those are like you're already cutting it really short. And we're gonna be, we're about to get into a bunch of guys that we seem to have like a kind of rotation going. So I would just like in my opinion just like temper expectations a little bit. I just don't I just don't see much playing time for someone like quickly Toppin, yes Toppin, i he he's a big boy right everyone talks about his age too like he's 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 not play, he was playing with boys in college it felt like and that was a kind of the knock on him so we do expect him to be in the starting lineup i agree with you quickly if he can grab like you know some like meaningful like last you know like halftime minutes you know like end of the half or like 
you know, mid mid third quarter when people, you know, like a little tired or beginning of the fourth before like, a, you know, during that fake Knicks run that we like to do, right? That fake comeback. And if he's like in there for like a couple of those plays, that would be some really, really legit minutes for him this year. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I just think, you know, Kentucky develops a lot of like NBA ready guys. You know what I mean? Like we see like, we'll, we'll the question mark is still on Knox. I get it. I know, I know that's what you're thinking. I John's on mute right now. I know he thinks that. I know what he's trying to get at. He's laughing his ass off right now. But uh, look, we look, we see like Tyler, Tyler Hero. We see De'Aaron Fox. We saw, we see. Uh, pretty sure was Mikhail Bridges from there. Pretty sure Mikhail Bridges was wasn't wasn't he from uh, Kentucky? Uh, was he? I can't remember. Um, well, wait. There was one from. Um... There's one from Nova, right? And there's one from Michigan State. Okay, okay, okay. Mikhail Bridges? I know there's two Bridges. I always get them mixed up. Mikhail, yeah. Yeah, Mikhail. But anyway, you know, Kentucky in general just creates a lot of, like, NBA-ready guys. Look, whether – not even – Positionally, like we got Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis. You see, you have Boogie Cousins, you have uh, John Wall, you have Devin Booker, you have De'Aaron Fox, you have Tyler Hero. Some of these guys would come in ready. I, I would see if anything, if we're going to be realistic, and I agree with you on the realistic expectation. I'm not saying all these guys are coming just instantly, like turn this franchise around. We're all going to start making playoffs and whatnot. But I just see them being good players as rookies. Giving some like they're going to have their hiccups. They're going to have rough nights. They're not going to be super consistent like any rookie. You know, very rarely do you get a Donovan Mitchell, a LeBron James. Guys that come in here are consistent and can just produce at a high level. That's that's not the norm. That's the exception. But I do think they're going to be good for for being rookies. Okay, people are saying Obi Toppin is going to be a rookie of the year. You know, it's possible. It's possible. It's very possible. And to be that, that means you have to be consistent. Right, so I think he will be consistent enough. He will have his, he will have his nights where it's just gonna be like, he's gonna get his minutes, man. He's gonna get a chance. You know what I mean? He's he, like his defensive, and that might affect his def, like his uh, efficiency rating being on the Knicks if he's getting a lot of minutes. Right? <laughs> so, so that might be a little tough on him, but uh, I he's he's definitely gonna be able to like uh, pat the stats and also like he's doing a little. Uh, slam dunk contest previews right so if he does that too and he gets like if he's if he's pulling highlight reels like we're expecting you know what i mean he he, he is going to be uh named uh at least in the all rookie team which uh, as alex astutely likes to point out means absolutely nothing because like, we got guys like landry fields that make the you know that make the all rookie team and like it doesn't actually matter but like you know one step and rj barry didn't make the team right so it's, it's not the end all be all but like I'm just hoping that he uh, quickly just pops threes, man. If he could just pop corner threes for us, like, you know, on like a, I mean, I, I, I want you to get into it right now, but like on hopefully with a point guard, <laughs> right, to like get in and dish it out to him. Because uh, I'm not sure we have that yet, but like he, he, I just hope that he uh, gets some offense in, like nice, you know, like two for, two for four from three or something like that. Get me like a nice eight points in 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 the third quarter that causes the other team to call timeout and give it some momentum. Like that's that's going to be fire. Like I need that for sure. And I guess let's get into it right now because you said we need it. A point guard, uh, Knicks fans. I I I see you on Twitter. 
I see you all over the place. I know the one signing that really grinds your gears, and that's Alfred Payton. He came back on a one-year, five-year deal, making him, uh, giving him a no-trade clause that he has to accept, according to the CBA. I get that, but I'm going to, like, you know, it's leveling expectations. Seriously, leveling expectations. We, this is a weird offseason, okay? This is not the big free agency class that everyone's talking about. Even 2021, where people are hyping up because he's got Giannis and all these other guys. Like, it's not supposed to be that phenomenal either. Regardless, the Knicks have been making some signings. So let's go, let's run through some. We got Alex Burks, one year, $6 million deal. Solid guard. He can shoot threes. Not super consistent, but he can get you three pointers. He's close to 40% behind the arc we got Nerlens Noel I think that's a solid uh backup center behind uh Mitchell Robinson for a guy who does a similar skill sets especially to run with the second unit because as we all know Mitchell Robinson has been in foul trouble his first two seasons I think he will start to correct that this season I, I believe in him but you need that backup insurance and that's why we got Nerlens Noel Alfred Payton as we already talked about I know a lot of you out there just don't want to see this guy on the court because you hate him he has buddy-buddy with Julius Randle. He does 30% of his passes go to Julius Randle and just looks off R.J. Barrett. I'm there with you. I dislike it. Um, but you know what? It, it is. It is. Hold on. It is. It is reasonable. But I'm not done yet. We got Ed Davis in a trade for two 2023 20, second rounders. And then we flipped him to Minnesota. We flipped Ed Davis for Omari Spellman and Jacob Evans for another future second round pick. And on top of that, we also got Austin Rivers on a partially guaranteed three-year deal for ten million, only one year is guaranteed, and I, I, I can't. I think that's three, that's I think around three million that he's got something something along there for his first year. So I think the Knicks are making moves, man. It's very interesting. We're at nineteen. I think no, we're at sixteen. I think we're at sixteen roster spots right now. Sixteen. Sixteen. I got sixteen. Yeah, we're at sixteen roster spots. We can have a total of twenty based on guys who suit up or not in between a two-way and so forth. So we're at 19 for that. Um, but I I don't think the Knicks are done, man. The Knicks are making moves. I They're not done. I don't think they're done at this point. I think there's another move coming in. But let's just talk about these signings to begin with before I we start to even think what the next move may be. So, John, I know you are interested in my thoughts about these signings, but I want to hear your opinions first before I start getting into mine. <laughs> okay, okay, deal. I'm going to I'm gonna first shift to her original uh, rant about the connections, right? Because nobody's talking about that. But first of all, we got Nerland's Noel. What college did he go to? University of Kentucky, right? Let's go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's, like... That, that's a good thing. That's like he wants, he is trusting to come here. Okay, that's great. Who's the next guy you mentioned? Alex Burks. Who We got Walt Perrin from the Jazz, right? That's where he was drafted. Like, that's the connection there. Like, we, ha we have to start putting one-on-one -on -one together. And shout-outs to my boy, Scott Perry, who everyone, like, nobody cares about this. Everyone is just going to, as you already mentioned, and, you're, and I think you feel the same way. Like, you just, you're not a fan of Alfred Payton. Shout out to Scott Perry, man. This guy takes care of Alfred Payton from day one, like step by step, like, and he's like, and, and Alfred Payton like delivers everywhere he goes, man. He delivers for him. He always gives him exactly what he needs. We all know what Alfred Payton is, dude. Like, I, I really love him. Like, I don't know, 
like what we expected from him last year. Like, did we want him to be Steve Nash? Like, and and pop threes also, and like not give it to Randall, the only player that can play basketball on the court. You know what I mean? So like, it, it, I I I loved Alfred Payton on Orlando, and I really do love him on the Knicks. I don't think he's a starting like all star point guard. Like, please don't like like don't get me wrong, but he is the the absolute perfect for me leader of the second unit. Like he is my starting point guard of the second unit. Like, and he is the best point guard of, of the second unit and he's gonna like kill it. Like if we can have him, like if we could always have somebody who could run a pick and roll on the court, that will be magical. Like that will be something that I haven't seen with the Knicks in uh, decades, like a point guard on the floor always. And he could be the backup. So I'm with you, man. I, he's not the answer. But he's a, he's a one year five million dollar deal. Everybody knows he's not the answer. Like that's that's just a narrative that like the media would try to play, right? Like oh, uh, the Knicks go out and sign Alfred Payton as their answer. Like no, it's a one year five million dollar deal with a no trade clause. You know what I mean? Like it's not like he's just staying for the year just to chill, like to see how it's gonna work out. So I love the Alfred Payton comeback. I. I love Nerlens Noel. I I love his game, man. He is like he's my Ben Wallace. I've always loved Nerlens Noel. Like he's he's just he is also exactly what we hope and dream Mitch Robinson can be, especially on the defense. If we if he could pick up and then like with with Mitch Robinson's offense and Nerlens Noel's defense, that'd be like the best player ever. Um, we were talking about and expecting Willie Cully Stein. Willie Cully Stein uh, signed elsewhere, so we got Nerlens Noel. He was like off our radar, but it's like it's it's about the same thing, you know. Yeah, no, Nerlens Noel is another Kentucky guy. We we predicted like a Kentucky center was going to come here, so Nerlens Noel is not too far off like of the expectation that we we're getting. Um, and I think like look, I I just think we we well I, I know that Mitch has the higher ceiling than Nerlens Noel. Nerlens Noel is further along into his career because he was drafted in twenty fourteen. You know what you're getting out of Nerlens Noel, Mitch. There's, there's this, he's so young, he's so raw because he didn't go to college. And we see the athleticism. We see him practicing his shots. We, we like, I know people saw that 10, him hitting 10 threes in a row in the gym. That doesn't really get me hyped, but the ceiling is like much higher for him, especially Nerlens Noel is 25. So technically he hasn't hit his prime yet. There's, Nerlens Noel still has like, if he wants to develop and add more to his game, he still has that opportunity. But I like the signing of Nerlens Noel. With Alfred Payton, I agree with you 100%. I dislike it from the fact that it's, I guess, I, I disliked it based on the timing that it happened. You know what I mean? I, and I know things just work around the clock. And I'm a fan too, like everybody else. So I get I get upset. I get emotional for this team when I start seeing a move. I'm like, wait, this doesn't really make sense. We need a point guard. So what are we doing here? But I agree. No, Alfred Payton's the best. I would love to help Alfred Payton as my legit backup point guard. The dude can penetrate. He drives, to, he drives to the basket 10 to 12 times per game. He's above like, he's above the, the, he's close to like above the average of like how many times he gets into the paint. He can penetrate. He's not the greatest finisher around the rim, but when he starts get when he's on, he's finishing. Awesome. The dude can pass too. He can find guys. He does everything well, but shoot. Okay. And that's like, yes, that's why he's not a starting point guard because you need a guy who can like create that floor spacing for everybody else. And the other thing that like bothered me is that I saw him with Randall. But if you're telling me that Randall's going to be like on the second unit with Alfred Payton running, like I have no problem with that. That's fine. Those two guys together on a second unit, 
like what they were doing in New Orleans, that works. Like that is, that works. And I'll, I'll gladly take that. Um, but yeah, I have nothing like against Alfred Payton. I think he like, out of what we have right now, he's the best guard that we have. Like if you're asking me who do I want to start for, oh, well, you're talking about Austin Rivers now? Like, yeah, yeah, better than Austin Rivers? True, true. Well, Austin Rivers, because I look at Austin Rivers as a combo guard. I don't look at him as like a true point guard. I'm talking about like true, true point guard, like from the gu- point guards that we've had on this team. Um, Austin Rivers, I would, I like having Austin Rivers as a guy working off the ball to help like alleviate pressure from like another st- scoring guard, like when he's paired with Russell Westbrook or James Harden. I feel like that's his, that's his good role. I don't necessarily think of him as like the true starting point guard because Austin Rivers is honestly a little more inconsistent than Alfred Payton. Like I know I'm getting out of Alfred Payton every night. I know Alfred Payton's going to be driving to the rack. He's going to be somewhat consistent, even though he's not the greatest finisher. I know he's going to be looking for guys. I know I'm getting out of Alfred Payton every single night. Austin Rivers, I don't know I'm getting out of him every single night, which is why I like him off ball being that secondary ball handler. Okay. Um, but out of the point guards, that, out of the point guards, I put in air quotes because we got DSJ, uh, Frank, and now Peyton, like, I'm not putting Frank in that starting lineup. I'm sorry, people. Like, I can't do that. Just he hasn't shown me enough to, like, say, yeah, here's here's the keys to the car. And even when you listen to Alan Hahn, like, it's hard for guys to play with Frank because most guys don't know what he's thinking, what he wants to do at playing the point guard. And you need some consistency and a guy, like, that you know what he's going to do every single night, which is why Peyton is, like, for me, the best option we got right now to start. Yeah, and confidence. He's too bashful. Like that that that's like what like that's like what it really comes down to. He's too scared or bashful or not confident or what or doesn't know the game plan. Like whatever it is that is actually happening, that is like what I see with my eyes. You know what I mean? Like that's what like you can't really see get with the analytics and the numbers cuz like, oh, you know, he's okay here. He's, you know, efficient there, but like he's just the way he plays the ball like the, I, I think you had it right. Like something about the way he plays the game that other it's just not meshing with others and i think it starts with him and and him getting acclimated into the game and maybe not like fighting for minutes you know what i mean when you're like clawing at minutes and you're like okay i know that when i get the ball i have to make an efficient play right now because like i might only get the ball three times so i have to go two for three you know what i mean like when that stuff is like going in your brain because like you know you're, you're, you're at work and you go for the new contract like you're trying to hit your numbers you know what i mean at the end of the day so uh i think i hope i hope that like, that does calm down but my question to you is well first of all i really like the three-year 10 million dollar contract for rivers like I, I, I do think that's a great deal for the Knicks. I don't think it's terrible, even though like even if he's not absolutely like amazing, it's it's almost a minimum veteran deal. You know what I mean? Like a minimum veteran deal is one million. He's getting he's getting like you know three point like you know I don't I don't have an issue with that. So I I wonder how you feel about that contract and if you think that we actually have the starting point guard on the team right now because I don't think any of these three guys are going to be in the starting lineup. But which kind of contradicts my earlier thought, saying that Tibbs doesn't have such a large rotation usually. So are we still like so if if the point guard's not there, are we still gonna have three plus another guy? Like, what do you think about the point guard starting situation and the Rivers contract? So this is what's all interesting, man. I mean, look, we signed for Ed Davis and then we flipped Ed Davis. 
I don't really know what this front office is doing. You know, this is not like the old Knicks front office where it's like, I don't know what they're doing and I'm terrified of what they're doing. I'm actually more like, I don't know what they're doing. and I'm very intrigued how they're actually working as a front office. So this is not set. This is clearly not set. We're, we're over how many guys can be on the roster. Uh, there's, this is where I'm predicting that there's got to be a move coming after, like ahead that they're preparing for, right? I just don't know what it is. And it, I, I'm assuming it has to be for a point guard. It ha- like, I don't know who it is. I don't know what it can be. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm interested to see who it is. I haven't looked at all the contracts and what the trade options are out there, but who knows? Maybe, maybe the Connolly deal co- does come through with some of these guys that we're getting right now. Who knows? Honestly, like that's that's the one like guy that keeps popping up into my head, especially when we keep thinking connections, man. Like, you know, the Conley, like the jazz connection, like while parents saw him there, he knows what he can do. You know what I mean? So I'm just wondering if like that is set in the books, but also the Knicks are like having a nice time, like being the third wheel in all these contracts, like in all these trade talks because of like their, their, you know, willingness to take salary dumps in in contracts. So I, I like that. I like their, uh, their role right now. And so I don't know if they like want, like once they make a trade, I think their leverage is going to start like diminishing. But hey, man, like speaking of the Ed Davis, which I now love Ed Davis, like he's one of my favorite players in the NBA now, right? Because of what he has given us. That's how I like, uh, that's how I view basketball. Um, <laughs> uh, and my Nick fandom takes over. But I'm, I don't see us dra- using all these draft picks. So, like, we're accumulating for something. I don't know if it's this year or next year or at the deadline. You know, because, like, I'm going to say it right now. I think that players like DSJ and Frank, they're going to be here right now in the beginning of the season. But they have a very sh- – and Kevin Knox. And they have a very short window. And that window is a trade deadline. And if 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 they're not if it's not working out by the trade le- dead, trade deadline, excuse me, they are absolutely gone. Like they are gone. And then you're gonna see wheels turning. Like remember when we were talking back in the day, the Markinen, the Zach Levine trades, like those kinds of players, like Aaron Gordon stuff. Like you know, like just like players like that, where it's like heavy contracts, Kevin Love, and then we'll like start to be in the mix there. In my opinion. Yeah, I, I I can get behind that, and not saying I want those all those guys, but I can see I can see that those type of moves start coming because let's be real, like Knox, Frank, DSJ, they have to, they have to show something, okay? You can't we can't just say let's keep extending these guys and trying to work them out. I know fans out there are like we have to give Frank a chance, we have to give DSJ a chance, we have to give Knox a chance, uh, and Alan Hahn says it best, and like. Like, even if you've played sports growing up, like, you have to compete and fight for those minutes. You have to fight for that position. It's not going to be handed to you. And the guys who get it handed to all the time, like, based, it's all based on different situations. Like, there's some situations where you have to give it to a rookie, right? If you're looking at the LA Lakers where they had D'Lo, Randall, Ingram, uh, all those guys, like, you had to give it to them because you couldn't justify giving it to a veteran on the bench to play over them. So you're going to get 30 minutes out of Ingram for those years. In our case right now, you could say, hey, why didn't why don't we do that? We did that with Knox the first year. Fine. At the same time, has Knox really produced where he deserves all those minutes? And we have other guys who we should still be a competitive basketball team. Like no one wants to see tanking. And 
You can't have just young guys running out there just getting endless minutes without actually earning it. And I, that's where Tibbs is going to come in here. He's like, look, you got to earn your minutes. Like, you got to work for this. Like, you're not going to get it. We're going to create a competition here. Like, there, there's, a, there's a certain level of responsibility and, a, like, a, and accountability that you have to, like, you have to get up to. This is a man's game, all right? Like, you're coming in as a boy, but the guys who win, like, 26, once you get to 26, 28, right? That's your window of, like, your prime and even up to 30. And those are the guys you're competing with. So he's setting he's he's got to set a precedent, man. Like I can't I can't justify giving Knox thirty minutes and just seeing him like be lackadaisical on defense, being inconsistent on offense. Like what what does what does that do? And you if you if you give somebody it's like giving a spoiled brat like gifts all the time and then saying hey you got to do well in school. Like there has to be some sort of expectation before you start giving like rewards. That, and that's what I want to see out of this team. So I, I don't know. I, that's why I agree with you. Like if there if nothing's happening by the deadline. Like with these guys, like they're going to get moved because you have to show something to earn something. So our starter is not there is what you're telling me. Game one, opening day, our starting point guard. Uh, he, if there's no trade before the start of the season right now, it's going to be Alfred Payton, like in my opinion. Is that going to happen or someone else has to be here, right? I, someone had, I feel like so. I, I honestly think it would be Austin Rivers. It would be, I, I, I legit think if it was right now, it might be Austin Rivers and R.J. Barrett, <laughs> like starting. And legit, if it doesn't move, like I know that's awful, and that's what scares the hell out of me. But like, I legit think Tibbs might do something like that. Yeah, I get that because Austin Rivers has a better shot than Peyton. But even if you have, if I, you got you got to throw DSJ or or I guess you got to throw DSJ in there. My thing is though, dude. Like Austin Rivers is not that type of guy that I would rely on. Like as the as the main point guard, that's just. That's just asking for problems. On honestly, just he's not Nick, the Knicks for problems. That's us. That's us, Alex. <laughs> but this is a different front office. Okay, we can't go by that old like Nixie, Nixian, whatever. This is a new front office. If we're gonna believe in this new front office, we have to move forward. Saying okay, this is not Knicks. They got something planned. They're they're trying to work something out. I can't see Austin Rivers being that guy just because his passing ability, like it's fine, it's okay as a secondary ball handler, like. Secondary. If you're telling me he's starting with Peyton to help space the floor, I'd be like, okay, I can see that, and they both can alleviate each other doing different things. No problem. I can I can agree with that. Uh, but Austin Rivers by himself at the helm, no way. I can't buy that. I just can't. Fair enough. That's fair enough. That's fair. I, I mean, I, I I definitely don't want to see Austin Rivers as the point guard. I just you're right. I'm, I'm just having P, little, little PTSD. I'm back though. I'm back. He's he's gonna be our backup shooting guard to R.J. Barrett. And we're gonna have DSJ starting. Uh, we'll have Frank as the backup, and and like Alfred Payton going in there. But I really, I really hope to God we have a real point guard. Like, I'm sorry, right, guys. I love you three, but I, I really hope we have a like a veteran starting point guard who I know could play defense and hit a shot and run a pick and roll. Just those three things. I I know, I know. I'm asking for a lot for Christmas, but just just give me the give me a point, a starting veteran point guard that can shoot a bucket. I can run a pick and roll. I can play defense. Please. Yeah, I, I, I just think another move has to happen, dude. Because we already said that Tibbs is like, uh, Tib like, Tibbs likes to keep short, short rotation, right? One, two. We're already at sixteen over the fifteen for what we can have on the roster. So someone's got to be moved. 
And I think this is the one, this is something I have to shout out to Jeremy Cohn of Nick's Film School and uh, the Strickland. He said, he sent this out in a tweet. In the span of 25 minutes, we found that the Knicks have turned about 7 million in cap space into, into three second rounders, Austin Rivers, Omari Spellman, and Jacob Evans. I think there's still moves coming, man. We're trying to collect assets for something. I like something's happening. They're they're ready to make they're getting ready to make some sort of move, whether it's like I don't know if it's gonna be the major move now or in the future, but they're getting ready to make some sort of move and they, they can't use all these assets as you point out. All this draft capital, we can't house all these draft picks. That's just not real. Is zero is agent zero coming, bro? I really hope not. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. <laughs> All right. So, and that listen again. I know people want. I know there's a there's a there's a group of people that want Russell Westbrook. I do not want him on this team. He will not fit what we need on this team. It's nice to be in the A seed. You know, I, I'm sure there's people like it. We, we had Chris LeBron on the show. If you want to be a perpetual eight seed, that's fine. You don't really go anywhere. But uh, we got a got playing game now, man. We got playing game now. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why I don't. We don't even need Westbrook. We could we could be the tenth seed and try to compete, man. Even for that for that matter. Uh, but yeah, please, no agents here. I'll take like almost anybody else, but Westbrook. If this team was constructed differently, I, I would I would uh, I would I would consider it. But it's not constructed where we can have Westbrook on this team. If you told me Gordon Hayward was coming for that deal that we were talking about. Fine, but no. My God, oh my God, Gordon Hayward's deal makes me sick to my stomach. I'm so glad he's not on this team, and I'm also glad that he's on Indiana. We're gonna have to like play him and stuff. Like, good, have fun, Indiana. Like, have like good luck, Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte. Sorry, Charlotte. Charlotte. Sorry, sorry, Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, can I just say something? The New York Post, man. What is with this? Gordon Hayward did not snub us. I know the Post and the, the, the New York Daily News have to come up with some. A whimsical title to like really put it down to the New York Knicks, but I'm sorry, I didn't know that Gordon Hayward was worth our four year 120 million that we should have like matched Charlotte. Like, where did that e- where did that even come from? We offered him three for 72. I'm like, eh, okay. how, how insane, dude? How insane is that 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 we were that like the Knicks were supposed to get Gordon Hayward for 120 million dollars? Like, how is that even a sentence that people uttered from their mouth? I, like that's what, that's what makes me so like I, that's why I don't understand like that's why we're here, Alex. Like that is literally why we like do this pod because like how 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 is that even how can that be published like to an editor and then like put it on paper and like sent to, you know on their media on their website how it, it, it's insane, dude. And like again, I I do I'm with you in the early early beginning of this podcast when you're saying that like. They're just saying it now. So then once Gordon Hayward does well with Charlotte, scores a couple buckets, you know, him and LaMelo get like 65 points combined and lose by two. They're going to be like, oh, the Knicks, yo, they could have used some shooters. Oh, look, like that, that, that's really all it is. But if, if, the, if I'm awake, if we're recording right now, and Gordon Hayward <laughs> signed with the Knicks for four years, one hundred and twenty million dollars. Like I- I'm having a tough, I'm having a tough time, man. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna need res- like m- help. I'm gonna need actual help if that was what was happening with the Knicks right now. 
MSG would have to put a restraining order on me because I'd be on the doors just banging like, what did we do here? Why are we getting Gordon Hayward for $120 million for four years after he just came over some serious injury? Like, the dude broke his ankle, and then this past season, like, sure, he played 52 games, he missed some games, whatever. He had a good, like, he played most of the season. He got injured in the bubble, but he's not, this is, he's not the same dude. He's just not the same dude that we saw out of Utah. I don't know how you can justify the Knicks should be paying $120 million over four years to Gordon Hayward. That's just mind-boggling. New York Post, like, I get that you got something against the Knicks, but my God, like, please. <laughs> yeah, but when it comes to the Knicks uh, and the Hornets, uh, there's some interesting things happening there. Um, they cut Batum so they can uh, fit Hayward on, but they also have Terry Ro- uh, Rozier crazy contract and if you remember when he was uh, a free agent after that Boston playoff run the Knicks were in the running for him um I look I, I'm pretty sure Charlotte is gonna have to trade uh scary Terry um I know Lamelo is there now they got Hayward um <laughs> that's an interesting squad they got going on. I think I know they I think they just cut Frank Kaminsky um I don't know. I, I don't see Rozier staying on that squad, and I'm not going to be shocked if he fits uh, into a trade with the Knicks and Randall goes to Charlotte because that seems like a nice fit for me as well. You know what I mean? Um, so what would you think about Rozier uh, as the starting point guard for the New York Knicks? Oh, man. So I'm I'm so middle of the road with Terry Rozier because I know what he is. At this, like, it's not like he has a long enough career where I'm saying like I, he can't change his game or like he can't develop. But he's a chuck man. Like even when he was on Boston, he had that crazy playoff run. He's he loves to get his shots up. He can get he get get some good passes off. He can you know he can. Re- but that was his role. But like like to be fair on that point, like I'll let you go on. But just like I want you to hit on this. In sharp, like in those Boston playoff games when he was asked to shoot, like he was. He they needed a scorer off the ball, and so like he did that right, and he he's a he, he's a monster defender when he needs to be, and then when he went to Charlotte, man, they they stink, and like they just need someone to just chuck shots, so like that's what he did. He's like, yo, you know what? Like I could score, like you pay me a bunch of money. Everyone else on this team stinks. Like I like I'll let me just let me let me get to it. So. I don't know. I, I think he'd be the best point guard we've had in 10 years, without question, um, as our starter. Uh, but go ahead. Like, uh, let me hear what you have to say, like, all around there. But, like, I just think that he does what you need him to do. So I think he could, he could like, mold into the Knicks rather than a Westbrook, who's not really going to mold to the Knicks. We're going to mold to him. You know what I'm trying to say? And I think that I, I would like Rozier over Conley, even though it's going to be worse for our books, personally. Like, that's just how, like, I'm just, like, throwing that out there, you know, right now, just, like, uh, different scenarios as our starting point guard. Yeah, like, I don't I, – I mean, it's not that I hate Terry Rozier. I don't at all. Actually, I liked him when he was on Boston. And, no, you know, you bring up very valid points to think about. He was asked – what he was asked to do in, in Boston is because Kyrie Irving was out, and it was a young Jason Tatum. We're talking about another – we're talking about Jalen Brown in his second year. Gordon Hayward was out because of the injury. So he had to step up to the challenge to play with like Harford and all those guys as well to like really compete. And Luke was on that team as well, I believe. Pretty sure he was. Um, so no, you're right about that. So he's not he's not really like a, a, a chuck in that aspect. When even even when he went down to Charlotte, he does like he likes to make sure he gets his shots, 
I don't know if that's because that's just how Charlotte is ran and that, you know, there's not really a lot of discipline around the team. I don't know Charlotte that well to to speak like if he like how he fits on that roster and everything like that. But what I saw from him when he plays, he likes to make sure he gets his shot. I don't know if the Hornets are just kind of like, hey, no one's really paying attention to us. We just kind of come down here and do what we want to do. You know what I mean? Uh, we just like to have a good time around here. Uh, like to get up some shots. You know, maybe we like to go out and get hit up a brewery or whatnot. But uh, we like to come down around here and just play some basketball. Who knows what the, who knows what Charles likes to do? Um, but no, I, I actually, I actually like, I like that you point those things out because that's very true. And Terry Rozier would have to fit to Tibbs because he's not that type of guy who's like, I'm Terry Rozier. You got to listen to me. It's just kind of like, excuse me, <laughs> what are you saying? Uh, you're Terry Rozier. You're going to fit on my team. All right. I am the captain of the ship. He is. Yeah. But that's the, that's the kind of player he is. Like, that's why, that's why scary Terry is the man. You know what I mean? I, I honestly think that he would be perfect on this squad. And I know that if he did come to the Knicks, the first reaction is going to be, oh, this is terrible. Why would you do that? But, I mean, he's not even making that much money, right? Like, he, he, he's, got like a, he's got like a nice little Bobby Portis contract for, you know, this year and next year, you know, for like Knicks terms, right? It's like 17 mil around there. You know, and it's only for uh, this year and next. So, like, I don't know. Um it's also a tradable contract, right? Like, if, it, like after after this one year, now you have like a one year deal, seventeen mil. Someone wants that expiring contract. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I I could see Rozier coming here. I I think that Randall uh, is a perfect fit in Charlotte, and I don't think uh, Rozier would have, like you said, a an ego, and I think that's really important in a Tibbs offense in general and a Tibbs defense, so a Tibbs system, and this point guard, you know, clutter. Like we have a we have a clutter at guards. Like, you know what they say, like, you know, if you have a if you have more than one quarterback, you have no quarterback. Same thing with point guard, man. If you have more than one point guard, you have no point guard. And like that that's where he's going. So you know, I think he's he's a nice he's a nice fit there. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um and now like look at Terry's like Averages, right? Scored 18 points, shoots 40% beyond the arc, uh, and that's on six attempts per game. That's really good to shoot 40% with six attempts per game. Field goal percentage could be a little bit better. He shoots 42, uh, 42.3%, but he's averaging 18 points. So you can't really you can't really get down to that. But the real number that you got to look at is a true shooting percentage where he is at – let me see if I get this up here. His true shooting is at – 55.3%, which is not bad. So he's actually like a, he's around like a solid score to like, for the most part. Um, usually you want someone closer to 60, but he's very, he's close enough where like he's made such a major leap over his career to even get to that point. Wow. Actually looking at his numbers, he's really made some serious improvements to do such a thing. Um, he wouldn't be bad. So I actually wouldn't be upset. And like, as you said, the contract's not too terrible. It would be tradable because we'd eat it for this year and then it'd be one year left. Someone would be definitely need. There's someone always needing a point guard. Someone needs something at some position, and you can just move it with the right assets. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be the end of the world with Terry. Russell Westbrook would be end of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, what 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 other news uh, did we have around the league that uh, kind of affected the Knicks or like rumored around the Knicks um, or yeah. anything like that? Yeah, I guess like the Chris Paul signing, the Fred Van Vliet signing, like Fred Van Vliet signed 
with uh, Toronto for was it 84, 85 mil over four years. Uh, you had Chris Paul being traded to. By the way, you had you had that on point. By the way, I'll, 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 let's let's keep that for the record. You had Van Fleet around like eighty five mil, like four years. Like that that was like your ballpark. So like shout out to you. Like it was like twenty one mil ish. Like that's how, that's what you had. We were scared that they wanted to run the Knicks for like twenty four mil, which was probably what the deal was. You know what I mean? Like yo, if you want me to come there, you pay me like three four mil a year, which was like we had, we were pretty on point with that. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, bro. And uh, it's just like he's a third option, man. Like you can't max a dude who's been a third, fourth option on a team. Like even as much as I would want him here to be that guard, like there's something just not right in my body if like, we had to pay like 25 a year for this guy. But, like, yeah, we did. You better produce, man, because you're going to make us look horrendous <laughs> if anything goes wrong. We have DJ Augustine, though, to keep it moving, going to the Milwaukee Bucks for three years, $21 million. That one shocked me. I was not, That one came out of left field. Um, Bobby Portis also going to the Bucks. I haven't gotten the details yet of, on his contract. We also I'm, excited. I'm excited for OG Bobby P in Milwaukee, man. He's going to be getting, like, primetime games. Like, we're going to be watching him in the playoffs. Like, I'm excited. Like, I'm going to love watching Bobby Portis uh, in Milwaukee. Punching dudes out, you know what it is. We're getting that with OG Bobby P. Let's get it. Uh, KCP actually reported by Ian Begley before he re-signed, uh, re-upped with the Lakers for one year, 15 mil. Apparently, he was the Knicks were looking at him trying to get to add more shooting. As we mentioned, Gordon Hayward, we're trying to get three years for 70, 172. Got the wildest contract. I didn't think Gordon Hayward was due for another big payday, but he got it. Shout out to you, bro. And then Carmelo Anthony, I thought he was going to come back to the Knicks. You were actually, you know what? I was starting to warm up to it, and you know I'm gonna give it to you for saying you know bring Melo back. It's not the end of the world. Dude's going back to Portland. I'm telling you this right now, though. I'm happy he's going back to Portland. Dude, Melo's just a loyal dude, man. He's like, yo, Portland, you brought me on. I'm gonna stick with you for one more year. Shout out to Melo for sticking with Portland. He's so smart, dude. Melo, he's sm- like, first of all. He, he he's you're absolutely right. He wants to prove that he's loyal to Portland, right? They brought him in. Plus, they had that uh, uh, they had a whack season, like it was cut off halfway. They had the break and then they had the bubble, and they did so well in the bubble, right? Now they have a chance to revamp the team, get an off season together, and have a full year, you know, in Portland, like with fans, like it, like that's fair. And plus, on the other side of things, Melo is like, I'm not old. I was drafted with LeBron. I'm good to go. I'm, I still have. I'm gonna play more than one year. And like he's staring at the Knicks. Like you guys ain't ready for me. Like you, like you, you're too, like you're too young for me right now. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're like you gotta like, like get your act together. You know what I mean? Like you know, like one more year, get a little mature, and then maybe, and then maybe I'll date you. But like right now, you're just like not ready. Like I'll, I'll come home. You know what I mean? But like Melo's just like you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. I'm too good for you right now, and that's fine. You know what I'm saying? And he is. So I'm I'm glad Melo made that decision, to be honest with you. And I'm excited for him to be on the Knicks at some point. He's going to end his career on the New York Knicks, and it's only going to be if we get our act together. And I so, so like, you know, so I'm really hoping those two things happen. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, Melo's like, look, I know you're going back to school to get your grad degree. You, you still like to go out with your friends, like get wild wasted on a – Tuesday and Wednesday night. I can't be doing that, man. Like, I got a full-time job. I'm trying to get settled. Like, yo, maybe in the future we can settle down again. But uh, it's just not, not for me. You're a point guard. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, what do you guys got? Look, what are we talking about? I'm not coming to the Knicks. Who's going to pass me the ball? Like, what are you talking about? I need someone to play defense around me so I can grab the rebound. Like, who's doing that? You guys are just trying to grab rebounds so you can get stats up just like me. Like, we're not, we're not, we're not on the same page right now. Not at all, bro. Not at all. But I think that covers it for our next section of this podcast. So we're going to take a quick break, come back, and then get into our et cetera portion. All right, guys. And we're back from the break. We're here to talk about, I don't know, John, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> What's up, guys? For the cetera today, we're just going to keep going around the league news, man. The, I mean, I, I know that at this point, Woj tells me when to go to sleep, and I wake up like with Woj's texts in the morning, like, and Shams, like, my, like, that, that's literally the last thing I do before I sleep, and the first thing I've been doing, I wake up for the last, like, four or five days, feels like the last month. Yeah, I don't know if this is an addiction at this point or if I need to seek medical attention because uh, I do the same thing. Like I wake up and I have to check Twitter and before I go to bed, I have to check Twitter just to see what's going on because, you know, this, this is the wildest year, man. Just one week of just like draft and trades and just free agent signings. This is crazy, man. Like this is really crazy. And like shout out to all content creators out there who are trying to keep up with the basketball news. It's it's a lot of fun and it's it's wild at the same time. But John, dude, like, dude, the other day I woke up like in the middle, you know, like I did like one of those naps and I woke up like in the middle of the night, I forgot which night it was at this point. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm like looking at my phone, like Steven Adams is like moving around. I'm like, whoa, it's like three in the morning, dude. Like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what's happening. I don't know who's on what team. Like, I was like so confused. I was like, this is so awesome. The NBA offseason. Like, as much as we make fun of it and say, like, this league, this league, like, it really is such a in, such an entertaining offseason, like, for the fans. 100%, man. The NBA is so much fun to follow. And this is, this is I'll tell you how tired I am, man. So I went down to the to the vineyard this weekend, and uh, we took we took our car over, and uh, you got to take it on the ferry to get over, right? So we're coming back, and I've just been, like, beat from this entire week, just all around, and... You know, the waves were just like, I put back my chair in the car, had the boat, like, the boat was just like rocking back and forth with the waves. I was in the car. We were, me and my fiance were passed out in the car, man. And like, someone had a tap on the window, like, yo, like, we're docked, man. You gotta, you gotta get out of here. I'm just like, oh, snap. That, I'm, I'm tired, man. I'm beat from this week. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. <laughs> like, no, no, no. The five more minutes, five more minutes. <laughs> yo, what? I was like, yo, what did Woe say? Did Shams tweet? Yo. <laughs> you wake up, like, where's, Where's Rondo? <laughs> but for real, man, for real, it's been a, it's been a crazy week. But let's get into this, man. Let's get into this. What teams? What teams are you finding interesting that you want to you want to discuss right now? Oh my God! I like so as a as a Jets fan, I like low key like I'm I love the Colts, right? Like I just like even like my friends call me out all the time, like especially like Darius Leonard and stuff. Like I just like I low key love the their draft picks and love the Colts and their signings. And now on this side, I'm like kind of like low key liking the Hawks, man. I think I just like really like the Hawks, dude. I love Trey Young. I like I like I can't believe they got you know Chris Dunn and Rondo in there. Like with him, like now they're so set back there. Uh, I don't know. Bogdanovich uh, is now like a shooter there. Well, we'll see. We'll see if anyone match uh, matches. Uh, if they get, if he gets his contract match, and I know there's weird things going on over there um, with the front office and the player. So I don't want to like you know speculate there. But let's say that goes through. 
I could see them like really, really giving teams headaches, man. But also like losing games really, really bad. <laughs> you know, like a couple stinkers, of course. But like I, uh, I could see them being a real problem, especially in the playoffs, because they're obviously going to be in the playoffs, definitely in a playing game, and like they're gonna, they're veterans now. Um, um, beware of the Atlanta Hawks. Like that's like I think that's my favorite. Uh, you know, like moves in general, because like there was just so many moving parts. But I just think the Hawks like didn't do anything insane, but they like really like did what they needed to make their team like six, seven wins better, in my opinion. Nah, I I agree with you. But are we doing the same thing that we did last year, where we're like, oh, watch out for the Hawks. The Hawks are gonna make a playoff team, and they didn't make a playoff team last year because everyone was hyping up the Hawks. I agree with you, though. They've been making some solid moves, and I think it's going to be different, especially when you bring in someone like Rondo, who's not a no-nonsense type of guy to have play point guard, and adding Chris Dunn, the complete opposite of Trey Young. Uh, that's interesting, man. They're making some good moves. If they get bogged on, I then think they have to move maybe Cam Reddish or Kevin Herter because you can't have all those wings. They just Not everyone's going to get minutes. And then they also drafted Onyeka Nkongwu, too, right? And they have John Collins, and they also have Quinn Capella. So that's going to be interesting, man. I like th- That team is like very interesting right now. Very, very interesting. I definitely want to see what they're going to do. I'm excited to get the full league pass this season because I'm going to tune in to so many different games, man. So many different games. Um, I guess for me, if... It's going to be... I, like, so basically, I, I, uh, I we're, we're sideways asking... Who are you excited to watch on League Pass due to this free agency? <laughs> yeah, it's essentially. Um, I guess I guess I'll talk about this team for a little bit because I'm very interested where the Nuggets are going since I'm now covering them for Hoops Habit. They lost Jeremy Grant to the Detroit Pistons, which to me, you know, they're going to be a, an interesting up-and-coming team. By the way, uh, you got to throw that, uh, was it, that Soldier Boy? They stole my whole flow! Bar for bar, word for word, like <laughs> for, because they're they're taking all the forwards, man. The centers, we the Knicks started that trend. They're they're trying to do that whole uh, you know bigs go against the small ball. We're, we're throwing all the trees out there, apparently. But I'm just shocked that uh, for the Nuggets, we'll talk about the Pistons in a second. I'm just shocked that the Nuggets lost Jeremy Grant. I'm shocked that Jeremy Grant gave up an opportunity to play with a team that made the Western Conference Finals, right? To go against the Lakers. Which, honestly, that series could have been much different if Mason Plumley didn't, like, miss guarding Anthony Davis on that one shot. We could have talked about a totally different series. Um, not saying that they would have won, but it would just have been interesting just to see what it, where it would ended up. And I just, I'm just shocked, man. They brought Paul Millsap back on a one-year $10 million deal. The the Nuggets are in a, such a tight situation because now with that $10 million deal, they're at 106. So... They're close to going over the cap. They're going to be in the luxury tax at this point for whatever next signings they make for the mo- for. It's just it's just really interesting how that team's going to move forward because I don't think they're going to have the depth that they had this season moving forward. What do you think about that team? Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm interested in how it's going to work out with the depth, like you said. But how do you th- like in in a, in a sideways kind of way? Like so, they also have uh, Hampton right in there too. Like Hampton was involved. 
uh, in some trades there, right? Steven Adams is moving around. Um, so like that, like I, I kind of want to see like how those, like how those rosters kind of like fill out like in general. But what was so interesting to me on the, like, the third team that was kind of like mixed all, all the way over there was the Timberwolves. Like from, from this whole ordeal. Like in in my opinion, like in like from this collateral, like that's who won, dude. They have the most ridiculous, weird. Like talk about a bunch of misfits, dude. They got like the, the Carl Anthony Towns and the Russell, and now they got Rubio back, and then they just signed Malik Beasley for a zillion dollars, right? <laughs> like four years, sixty million. That who was rumored to the Knicks? How insane is that? They got Anthony Edwards on the first round pick. Like what is happening in Minnesota? They they're they're also rumored for Tristan Thompson. They also got uh, Malik Beasley back on a contract, and then on top of that, they got uh, Balmero, who he drafted and then traded to them. So I don't know what the Timberwolves are doing. They're another team that's going to be fascinating out in the West. They have a lot. Go- they have for them. They have a lot of expectations, man. I'm not going to lie because you got D'Lo, you got Cat. I think they're going to be <laughs> they they're going to put up like 130, and then someone's going to be putting up 150 on them every single night. I'm going to tell you that right now. Alex is on the overs uh the Wolves games. Got it. Yes. It, it, a lot of overs, man. I will be. If I'm a betting man, I will gladly take the overs on any Wolves game <laughs> coming up. Um, yeah, they're an interesting team looking at. Uh, you know, the Detroit Pistons are another team signing all those forwards and centers. I know they got Killian Hayes, but uh, you need some guard depth, man. I can tell you that being a Knicks fan and seeing uh, so many power forwards and centers right we, we could attest to that. that they're an interesting situation like i don't know what they're going to do because they signed uh i know they i don't know what they did with uh Dwayne deadman i don't know if they if they if they're going to stretch him yet i think there was talks about that but you got blake griffin you got uh who was it we just said jeremy grant you got mason plumley on that team it's a lot it's a lot of interesting things going on in uh detroit right now i, I don't know what their outlook is going to be yeah, and they lost Christian Wood too, right? Yeah, Christian Wood went down to Houston, man. He went down to Houston, got all paid. Um, I think it was like a three-year deal, uh, thirty to forty millions. No, am I right around that? I think so. I think so. But I, I, I didn't mean to brush over the Nuggets. Like I, I, I like, I like the Nuggets. Uh, I, I read, I read uh, somewhere that uh, Bobol is is uh, like is gonna get minutes now. He got a little. Uh, like he's gonna start getting moved up to the front, so I think I think if he could stay healthy, I mean it's an interesting team. I think they re-signed Millsap too, right, for a one-year deal, um, which is interesting. Like, so he had a the rumor with him, which I think is really important for like us and for listeners and like for fans to like remember. Um, they're human beings, right? So Paul Millsap could have went to Boston which maybe could have had a better chance at, you know, a run to the finals in the Eastern Conference. Like, they just signed Tatum to a max deal. They got things going on, like, and they got a good coach. Or he could stay in Denver, who's also okay. And it came down to literally, is it worth moving for a year? Like, moving my family, like, for work, like, for this. Now there's COVID going on. Like, you have to, like, reacclimate and everything. Like, it's just annoying. So it's just, like, not worth it. We never, ever, ever think about that. You know what I mean? For like, and like, so for Alfred Payton, it's like worth it, uh, to stay on that one year deal. And also, like, to relate it to, uh, an upcoming trade that I see coming, there was like a, a video going on. I don't know if it's verified or not. I'll just talk about it anyway. Of like Rozier, 
like walking walking out of his house with a bag and like one of his friends videotaping him saying like oh like you're on the move or something like oh they get rid of you or like something or like i don't know if it was a joke or whatever but like you know it, it's true like you know what i mean like all of a sudden like rosier is not gonna have to like move because like his work moved him around like rubio's getting moved around and he's complaining about it you know what i mean but i, I really love the rubio fit in uh, minnesota man they're I remember Jeff Teague press conference back in the day when he was like, I get asked about Ricky Rubio every single day. <laughs> like literally, like I remember him literally saying that. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting with him and D'Lo back, back, uh, just like running the point. Yeah, no, it should be interesting. You know, like for D'Lo, who's not good defensively, Rubio is like, is a decent defender, right? Um, and <clears throat> Rubio isn't necessarily the, the scorer. He can play, you know, Dilo can play more off ball and focus on the scoring and still helping facilitate the ball. So that should be interesting for the Timberwolves. For Denver, though, you know, Bobo needs to start playing. I mean, the question for them, though, this is my thing with why I thought they were going to be needing a center because Bobo is not really that type of guy on the post like that. And we saw Jokic just get manhandled by Anthony Davis. So that's why, like, Paul Millsap and Jeremy Grant are just like two key pieces because those guys were taking those guys on. Um, and not saying they were locking down guys, but they were they were adding and to add and to just make sure our listeners are following. Christian Wood did get a three year, forty one million dollar deal, so he got paid. <laughs> he got paid for that for that short little stint that he showed in Detroit. Very interesting, very very interesting. So yeah, I mean that that about wraps it up. Um, I know the Lakers are making some moves right now. They just got Gasol. Um, I know, I know. We have we have to talk about the Clippers of the Lakers, man. We just have to. We got Montrez Harrell moving to the Lakers, um, and the great schism of LA. Like that's gonna be like there was like a whole locker room thing going on with the Clippers, and he moved to LA to go to the Lakers. Like this is gonna be a whole thing there, guaranteed fight uh, for that game. It's gonna be must must watch TV. I'm really hoping this fans there <laughs> at Staples because uh, I want to see Bomber screaming his head off. Um, but what do you think about the the Lakers moves? Um, it looks like they're gonna get Marcus All. I, I I would guess they'll probably get Batum on like a free deal uh, as well. They probably get Markeith Morris somehow in there. They just traded Javal McGee to uh, Cleveland with a second round pick. Um, so that's in, that's pretty interesting. Um, what do you think about the Lakers? I hate the Lakers so much, man. I just hate the Lakers. They're up there with like the Nets at this point with like teams that I just like hate. Just because the Lakers are like, you know, and I could say this being like, we can say this being Yankee fans, right? Like, usually as a Yankee, like, we get whatever we want. And for the Lakers, they get whatever they want. The fact that they got two, they got the sixth man of the year in Montrezl Harrell, and then they got the runner-up in Dennis Schroeder. That's wild, man. Absolutely wild. And then uh, they get KCP back. Uh, that's it's so interesting. It's, I'm, I'm impressed that Mook got the, he got the bag, man. Mook got that four-year deal for 64. I was like, my God. Like, yes, he's getting paid the same amount like he was on the Knicks, but four years, like, you know, and here's the thing. I guess, like, like Mook is my age. Like, <laughs> like he's not, Mook is only a couple of days older than me, which is even, like, makes it comical, but he looks like he's, like, like a 35-year-old dude or, like, or 40, just, like, just, just still hooping. I'm just like, oh, my God, you're actually my age. This is yeah. And I just think he's like, for, for me, it's like, oh, wow, I think you've been around for this long, but you re- really haven't. So he'd be 34, and I'm just, you know, he got the bag. He plays well. Hopefully he does, you know, 
OCAC. Once a Nick, always a Nick for uh, Marcus Morris, man. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, that, that pretty much wraps it up uh, for the et cetera section for me. You have anything else to add? No, nah, man, that's it. Uh, that wraps it up for this podcast. Thank you all for tuning in for another Knicks episode on the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Please make sure to tune in later this week so we can break down our Jets. You know, we're we're on that way, man. We're on that way for the Jets to gain that number one pick. That's what it looks like. But please, everyone, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Make sure to tell your friends and your family about it. Make sure to tell your dogs, your cats, your lizards, whatever other pets you got out there. Make sure to put up flyers around it. Make sure you let everyone know what we're doing. And please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Ricey, thank you Let's tune this out, man. Let's tune this out. <laughs> and let's uh, let's find let's find someone uh, find someone who loves you as much as Leon Rose loves second round picks, bro. In 2023, man. 2023. Let's let's make it clear. <laughs> All right, let's go, Knicks. Later, everyone.